It's time for the Return of the Empire podcast. One hour of all things red and gold. Return of the Empire. Here are your hosts, Sacktown Sports 49ers insider Emil Fragoso and Nate Littlefield. What is up, everybody? Back for another episode of Return of the Empire. Return of the Empire podcast, a live show during the season. 49ers getting you up to date with everything going on. And obviously, it was a down week for the 49ers. Back-to-back losses for the first time since last season. Of course, my name is Emil Fergoso, 49ers insider. Of course, joined me by Nate Littlefield, who is behind the glass today because Kyle Ledbetter, our producer, has a well-deserved rest of his day off. Yeah, he he did me a, a big favor this morning. Had a bit of a uh, an emergency. Uh, girlfriend's car died. Had to go fix it. So he Kayla. had to stay late. Shout out Kayla, of course, every episode. Um so Kyle stayed a little late today and just, you know, the way hours work and everything. And so I'm back here today. It'll be so I'm going to be even more off my game than normal. <laughs> well, you know who else is off their game? The 49ers. Oh, they, funny. So it's fitting then is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a pattern, right? You know, yeah. when Nate's off his game, Niners are off their game. Yes. When Nate's on his game, they're on their game. Uh, yeah, I try. I try. But. Man, was I frustrated by that game. Really? In Minnesota. You weren't the only one. I think the rest of us were, too. Oh, man. So disappointing. Final score, 22-17 to in Minnesota on Monday Night Football. A game that was close on paper at the end, but honestly not very close if you watched the whole game. I mean, the Niners looked a shade, a half-step slow the whole time defensively, especially allowing Kirk Cousins to throw for 378 yards passing, 400 and 52 total yards by the Vikings, the most allowed to the Chiefs week seven of last season. I mean, is that where we start, Nate? Is, is the defense, like, what what happened? Yeah, so uh, we did a show earlier today. We were talking about this, and I, I made a big deal about the corners for the Niners, making a lot of mistakes. I praised Charvarius Ward in the beginning of the game, and that, I guess, was a mistake because he started to get targeted the rest of the game and was just stupid penalties. He gave up a touchdown with minimal seconds to go. I think it was like 10 seconds to go. 16 seconds on the clock, yes. Yeah, so just ridiculous stuff. So the corners are going to get a lot of flack. Like, even Demo, Lenore, he missed a – he just kind of missed his assignment, I guess, on uh, Addison in the end zone. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Kirk missed the pass. He was kind of in the way to disrupt it, but he he didn't get a hand on it or anything. It was was just kind of a missed throw for a touchdown for the Vikings. But the corners, corners did not look good. But that stems from the defensive line. It does. This team is built to rush the quarterback and stop the run. Mm-hmm. Am I am I wrong in saying that? No, you're correct. It's from front to back. Exactly. This team is built like that. And when they're not getting there, they sure they pressured Kirk Cousins. Did they sack him? No. Zilch. Yeah, they barely they hit him a couple times. It wasn't anything crazy. I believe was, three quarterback hits total. That is shocking. And they had yeah. uh, some some health issues at on their O-line as well. Yeah. Just sucked. <laughs> yeah, I just... It's not what you want to see on a rebound game. No, right? it's not. Came out... Came out, honestly, with good energy. Came yeah. out hot. Yeah. First time this year... Uh, the You know, I'm being a little... Um, it's, it's ironic. They did come out hot, but didn't score on their first drive for the first time this season. Even even yeah. last week in the, when they lost, they scored a touchdown on their first drive. Yep. Go out, CMC fumbles in the red zone again for again. us. 
And it just it just put a damper on the whole day. Yeah, and I want to start with that CMC fumble because I think that's what kind of changed the momentum in the game because the Niners get get the ball second. They win the coin toss, which is the second time all year they've won the coin toss. So the Vikings start. They they drive down and they, they don't they don't do much. The Niners get the ball, obviously after the pick. The Niners get the ball. They drive a couple times, get a couple first downs, and then all of a sudden, Chris McCaffrey gets the ball inside the twenty and fumbles it. Yep. Second time in two weeks, he's he's done this in the red zone. Yep. And McCaffrey even even took blame for it afterwards. Obviously, and the audio was just like obviously the defense struggled, but it's my fault. It's my fault yeah. that we that we didn't execute early enough. And it's my fault that I, I made that. I can't have that happen. He even put gloves on after the play yeah. because he was having issues with with ball handling. Listen, I love CMC. I'm so happy he's on the team. I mean, it, it was his fault. Yeah. Right? It was. And it that's was. that's fine. I'm glad he admits it. No one on the team is selfish, and, and everyone would admit that when they messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even Brock did. I mean, it just it sucks to see them not do well yeah. after they bombed against Cleveland. Too. Yeah, and uh, you know we got we got guys in our chat. We got uh, Pike nine one six saying, "Kirk Cousins never looked worried about pressure. Mm-hmm. Brock did. Brock yeah. did, especially later in the game. He did. He 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 was composed for the most part. Yeah, he was he was composed. Um, made some great throws, some great timing throws, mm-hmm. but then kind of bit himself with you know trying to over not overthrow a route, but overdo it. Uh, like predict a route." You know, and like Jawan would get bumped off his route, and then it would lead to that first interception. You're talking about the pick? Yeah, the first yeah. pick. The first pick specifically. The second one, I think, was just too much. Yeah. It was just too much pressure on a young guy. And it, it just, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine if that happens to a young quarterback like that, but it's it's just a bad time. You know, it's yeah. a bad, bad time for, for the Niners. Not great, Bob. Not great. Um, no. Look, this Niners team. Plays well for like half a second, and then for some reason feels like it just reverts back to playing poorly, and it's all an execution, right? It's they, penalties. I feel like that really set them back. They, that and just not and, and not winning the line of scrimmage on the, on the on the first down for sure. When they don't win the line of scrimmage, when they don't win in the run game, they struggle. Look at McCaffrey's running fifteen for forty five. Purdy was five for nineteen. Kittle had out of carry. Mitchell has one for negative one. They didn't win the run game. When this team doesn't win the run, we talked about this last week. When they don't win the run game, they struggle to win games because their team is a run-first offense. Yeah. They um, they couldn't stop them on third down. Eight for oh, 13 are the numbers. but It, it was infuriating. It, was, it drove me nuts. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> drove me bananas. It's so frustrating. Oh, third, it didn't matter how long the drive was. Mm-hmm. There was one point where I think it was second and 25 oh, yeah. for the Vikings. It didn't matter. They they converted. So lay up to KJ Osborne. Yeah. Then lay up to to I believe Addison. Addison yeah. First down. Yeah. I mean every single time they get backed up on a holding call. Third and twelve. Kirk makes it make, makes a throw. First down. Here here are their drives. Here were their 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 touchdown drives. They were I'm looking at it right now. Ten dr- play drive. Thirteen play drive. Five play drive. Eleven play drive. Ten play drive. Yeah. You have four drives. Over 10 plays. Yeah. That, in my opinion, that's perfect football. Perfect football. That's perfect football when you have those long drives. Uh, the Eagles are pretty good at this, too. Like, it's one thing to be bombing touchdowns all day 
and uh, you know you could you can complete a big pass, get a big play, whatever that happens every once in a while. Yeah. But if you're running ten play drives and just wearing out a defense as Minnesota did, and just taking it to them, mm-hmm. that's how you just dominate teams. You just you make them exhausted and mm-hmm. you wear them down. You wear yeah. them down over and over, over again, and, over and you again. can't do anything about it. And when you're getting dumb penalties, mm-hmm. or or you know. Bumping a guy off a route that that draws a penalty, or just making a stupid mistake, and giving extending that drive that should be a a three and out into yeah. a ten play drive that ends in a field goal, it sucks. Encroachment, Javon, uh, J- yeah. Javon Kinlaw, mm-hmm. D- D- DPI Lenore, illegal contact, various like just dumb mental mistake that this veteran led team is doesn't do at least the first five weeks of the season. Yet here we are now, two weeks later, and you feel like they're a completely different team. They don't feel like the same team that was just walked all over Dallas on primetime football. No. This team feels just like lost right now. No, it's it's shocking. I was so high on this team. Yeah, we both were. <laughs> so high on this team. They played team football. They played winning football, and they went away from that for some reason. I don't know what happened. I even felt pretty good after the Browns game. Like, okay, wake up call. Yep. Guys, weather, great defense. Mm-hmm. Tighten up. Let's tighten up. And then the Colts put up 38 on them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Colts should have beat them, too. They should have, but for some weird calls. I just, it made me sick to my stomach to watch that game. Final stat from the game, I think it's most telling of just how the game kind of went. 34, almost 35 minutes of possession for the Vikings, 25 minutes of possession for the Niners. That's the stat I preach every week. That's my, like, my favorite stat. That's how you win a game, basically. I know the Niners yep. have had at least one game this year where it was almost 50-50, mm-hmm. but it's... Uh, that's how you. I it's mean, it's about controlling the football and taking advantage of your opportunities. Controlling the, the clock. The Vikings had only had eight meaningful drives, and they converted on five of those eight drives. Yeah, I. Oh man, it hurts because you you kind of think I'm I'm watching the end of this game and I'm like, this could be the one that decides you know if we're we're getting that week one by in the playoffs yeah. or if I mean, what's going to happen to this team? I I mean we don't know. It's so far away, but my confidence is is low and I'm shook. From from this loss. At this point, you need to be more worried about can you win the NFC West? Yeah, oh. that's where you're at right now because your luck. They're very lucky. Seattle's on was on a bye. Uh, oh my god! You just you, you look you look at the standings right now. The Niners are five and two. Guess what? The Seahawks are four and two. I hate them so much. They're dude. a game back. I know. It's in Seattle. While you might say talent disparity, you saw Geno Smith last year in the playoffs against the Niners. It wasn't great. Is this the same Niners defense it was from last year? Uh. I don't think so. Like, no. if this Niners team played Seattle right now, it'd be a really close game, probably. What do you think the problem with this Niners team is this year? Because I have a theory. The the defense isn't getting pressure, and the offensive line is struggling. Yeah. Okay. No, I meant with just the defense. Oh, just the defensive line. That's just the chemistry or what? Just they're, Bosa's they're, holdout? They're not getting there. They're just they're, they're not getting to the quarterback. I think a lot of the blame lies on Steve Wilkes. Really? I, I, I think it's fair. I, I think it's fair. I mean, he's he's had some. It, it was it was slow start for him. I know he got some flack during the Rams game, which was week two. But it's yeah. like, all right, chill out. Divisional Stafford's great. He's off, he's got great receivers now. Yeah. Uh, and well, against at that point it was two two and and Puka, mm-hmm. but now it's like, all right, dude, what? Why aren't we getting sacks? I know the Niners have the most interceptions yeah. in the NFL. I think at eleven now, mm-hmm. which is great, and that stems from the pass rush. But sacks should be there. Sacks, yeah. tackles for losses should be there, especially after after adding a guy like Randy Gregory. Yeah, it's incredibly frustrating to watch 
every play Kirk Cousins get three and a half, four seconds to get the ball off. And then you know when he throws it, it's 17 plus yards. Here's a stat from last year, this year, based on Nick Bosa, who has been very much a ghost this year. Nick Bosa last year, through the first, I believe, seven weeks this season, he had 37 pressures and eight sacks. Through this season, 36 pressures, three and a half sacks. Yep. What, what the heck? How, That's holdout. How, how, how do you add Javon Hargrave to this defense and not get more sacks? How? How? I guess we're seeing it. I guess I, we're seeing it. I'm just confused. Yeah, it doesn't make I any sense. Man, it's it was so frustrating. I'm happy. So coming into the game, the Vikings had no rushing touchdowns this year. I'm glad they didn't give up a rushing touchdown. I really thought they were going to. Twice they got within the five, and yeah. I for sure thought it was over. But Niners... Uh, Niners defense held up there. It's the defense wasn't good, but I think we'd be overlooking the defense immensely if the offense was clicking and they scored 35 points. I agree. Yeah. But I also think the defense is and Steve Wilkes is definitely to blame. And my biggest gripe from the game was at the end of the first half with on 16 seconds left, you call an all-out blitz against oh my Gunslinger God. Kirk. That's exactly what I mean by the Steve Wilkes thing. Yeah. That is I was screaming at the TV. I was so that upset. was so Mind-boggling to oh. me. Why are you running the Madden play engage eight? Yeah, that you do as a joke in Madden, where you send everybody and you have two, three guys play man or zone deep. Yeah. It's man deep, but I know it's not exactly what the play was. No time though. I think the Vikings had one timeout. Yeah, insane. Sixteen seconds left. Why on, did they do that? They're on that, the forty. That drove me nuts. That drove me. Crazy yeah. that they would blitz like that. It was. I would rather them play prevent defense and and they get like thirty yards or something. Because you're not supposed to play prevent defense with that much time because you can you can dink and dunk on on prevent where everyone's just super sure. deep. Prevent is for protecting the goal line or protecting like a first down that's like thirty yeah. yards away. I. Do not understand sending a blitz when you're not getting home all day. It doesn't make any sense. In, fa- in fact, the Niners offense is trying to chew out all the rest of the, the, the first half clock so that the defense wouldn't go back out on the field. Yeah, and guess what? They go back on the field and have like thir- and have like 30 seconds. And guess what? Kirk throws a nice pass. It should have been picked off absolutely by Javarius Ward. But Jordan Essen rips it away, and guess what? He's gone to the house. It was karma. It was payback for the one it he ripped away It was total payback for it. Dude. Oh, that sucks and so that was, bad. And that was where the momentum swung again back yeah. to the Vikings. I'm sorry. Twice so... in the first half it swung to the Vikings. <sighs> yeah. It, it just it just rips my heart out to it lose does. a game like that. I mean, at least it's not divisional. At least, it's And we not haven't even gotten to Jake Moody yet. I know. We haven't even got to. Oh, my God. We didn't even. We do our little Instagram lives after the game. Yeah. Didn't, I didn't even think about Moody when we were doing that because he was not the biggest issue for me. But if he makes that field goal earlier on in the game that he missed, yeah, <laughs> the Niners would only have to kick a field goal and yeah. Brock wouldn't be throwing it like that no at kidding. the end of the game. No kidding. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, who cares? But I just oh. Explain to me how you're going to miss a 40-yarder two weeks in a row but make the 55-yarder. I don't, at least he made the 55-yarder. I don't know. It's a, it's a head game when you're a kicker. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm feeling moody tonight. Kyle's right. I am feeling very moody. Kyle. You, Kyle's you, in the chat. Shout out Kyle Edbetter in the um, chat. I appreciate you, my guy. Dude, it just—he's a storyline now, and that's not what we wanted. No. We thought that that was good after our uh, shaky preseason, to say the least. Started nine for nine in the, in the season after the shaky preseason, and guess what? Last two games missed three kicks. 
Man, important ones. Too. Important kicks. Important, important kicks. It's not like the Niners were moments. up by 13 or something and he shanks one. No. He missed big moment kicks. Greg Joseph missed two, too. Extra point and missed the one at the end of the game. I know. But which the, is nice. Minnesota and kickers never have a great relationship. That's true, Blair. Um, <laughs> but, man, I – Moody – God, I I hope he just gets his confidence back. Yeah. I mean, that's all that's all on him. Otherwise, it's going to be very interesting. There's, it's it's tough to say, but there's bigger problems than Jake Moody. Right there's now. bigger fish to fry, it seems. But we gotta we gotta go to break here. Yeah, and after the break, we're gonna talk about the fish we gotta fry because the Niners <laughs> we're about a, we're a week away from yeah. the trade deadline. John Lynch, it's time to make some moves. Get off your ass. It is time to make some moves. Yeah. They got to add some pieces. They got the cap space. Who are they going to add, though? Because they got to keep some of that for next year. We'll get that after the break. Return of the Empire, Sacktown Sports. I'm Milford Gosso, Nate, Nate Littlefield. We stay live on YouTube, too, if you want to talk to us. Hi, guys. Sacktown Sports. Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Yes, sir. Back again. Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield, Return of the Empire. Live show during the season, talking all things Niners. And it's it's an aggressive one for me and Nate, honestly. That's where I'm going to use aggressive because we're angry. We're upset. We're mad. And I'm not even a Niners fan. Nate is. I'm not. But I'm upset with the Niners because after five weeks... We declared them the best team in the NFL. And since then, they have looked like dog water. <laughs> they just have. And yeah. there's no mincing words on it. On both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. All three levels. I don't special know what teams. happened. Yeah. But they all look. Debo got hurt and everything went to hell. I don't know. I don't. I mean, Trent's out. Trent's we, out. We didn't even mention injuries. There's so much going on with this team right now. It, it's it's so frustrating. It's just carousel. I'm yeah. glad this this. We're not talking about this Trey Lance thing or anything. Like, I'm glad. Oh, thank goodness. All that's gone. Thank goodness the quarterback controversy thing is gone because we can't debate. Like, is it Darnold time? We're not going to do that no. now, are we? No, but I don't think. I mean, crazy people might think that, <laughs> but I don't think that that's anywhere near where where it should be. But that leads yeah. me into positives. We have to take some positives away. It's, it's healthy some. for me. Okay. I need to. This is my therapy as a Niners fan. Okay. I need to look at some positives yes. from this game. So I got out all my anger. What are your positives, That's not Nate? True. I think Brock played well until the very end. Yeah, which was the opposite of last week. Yeah, the it, last week he looked cruddy until that last dr- drive where he put them in position to kick a field goal to win. Yep. Jake missed it. This week. He looked good the entire game. Was like predicting throws. Yep. Uh, was downfield everything. He looked so calm. I was noticing when he would snap, he was just standing there, just so uh, melodic. Everything was so melodic. Yeah, he's very and he, much he'd get the ball very calm. You see his eyes move. He he knew all his checkdowns everywhere. Uh, um, read his routes. Um, go through his progressions. All the classic cliches yep. everyone says during the broadcast. Yep. But he. I was happy with his play. I was totally happy with his play yeah. until the end. When uh, the first pick, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's his bad. fault. It's, it's bad. bad. Yeah, Juwan got bumped off his route for sure. And I'm not saying that's elite. It, what, it was just – it was just Brock threw it, that thing at desperation, though. Brock just threw The like, first one or the like second the, one? Both. But the the first second one, one was way worse. I, I think the first one was way worse. Why is that? Because he just threw it because he knew, thought he was going to be there and didn't think yeah. – But he didn't look. He just threw. Yeah, but the second one – he threw it. He's trying for, to make a play there, though. 
I mean, there wasn't really a receiver in the I, area. I he agree, made the exact same but... throw twice for different reasons. Yes. To the same defender. Crazy. Shout out Cameron Bynum. No. For getting two picks. Do not shout him out. This is a 49ers show. We're not shouting out the Minnesota Viking defensive back who picked off Brock Purdy twice once to seal the game. We're not (laughs) shouting him out. And that's crazy, Emil. Why would you say that? Why would you say that? Hey, man, I recognize good football. I was good football. He threw it right to him. (laughs) He did right to him. And you guys can see Nate's face. How is that face good right football? <laughs> you can see Nate's face. He is getting redder as a tomato right now. It's crazy. This is amazing. This is a podcasting content we always wanted. This is not a podcast. This is a live show. Well, this is the content we wanted. This is the content. That? It's so frustrating. I can just see it. Well, it's so frustrating. Other positives. Kittle got back into the mix. Kittle looked good. Kittle did look good. <laughs> Kittle looked good. I was happy. Um, oh, man, I had his numbers right. It's really, I got I'm it. all over the place. I got it. Five, in, five in or 78 uh, receiving for Kittle. Yeah. He he was involved heavily. Um, you know, I, I wish Brock would go to him a little more and get plays where he, he even had a rush, actually. Yeah. A uh, little jet sweep, which was a good play call um, for a first down. It was. Critical first down. Yeah. I guess everyone was critical for the Niners. But I wish we'd get him more throws where he could get some more yak going. Yeah. Because, I mean, especially without Debo, it's like... Like how they used him in Seattle last year was excellent. Yes. Excellent. Uh, or just, I mean, how Jimmy used him. That's, Dude, that's yeah. why Kittle was so dominant. But they needed him this year on the line to help out with Colton McKibbitts in the, in the line struggles. That's kind of why he hasn't been using the routes as much. Yeah, and I understand that. I totally understand that. They need it, but, I mean... Dwelly is not a bad blocker. He had a great catch on, yeah. a, on a screen. Uh, Oak Ridge almost, alum. Yeah, almost went touchdown. Oak Ridge alum, Ross Dwelly. Gotta love it. Where's Oak Ridge? Oak Ridge? El Dorado. Oh, really? Yeah, Oak Ridge High School. Oh, interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh, yeah, El, El Dorado Hills alum. Shout out uh, Ross Dwelly. Love him. Oh, yeah. I did not know that about my guy Ross. Yeah. Shout out El Grove, Eric Armstead, who... Nowhere to be seen. He's uh, <laughs> He's been a little... He's a... Uh, Man, it's uh, yeah. he's not putting up stats. He was playing really well, he Eric was. Armstead, in the first uh, few weeks. Mm-hmm. Big Eric Armstead fan over here. Like, how could you not? Eric's be stats when are a little more quantifiable in terms of like watching him play, though, because yeah. he does all the dirty work. Exactly, like, he comes with really crucial tackles. He's the Justin Smith to Nick Bosa's Alden Smith. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Actually, the Cowboy Ooh, Justin Smith. There you go. Oh, anyways. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, how do I transition into uh, more good things? For Are the there night? more good things? Jake Moody's 55-yarder. That was yeah. good. It was good. Kyle, they, 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 made, they made it through without any serious injuries. Well, it was cool that Shanahan was like, yeah, they made it through injuries, yeah. But uh, the the fact that Shanahan's like, yep, go kick that 55-yarder. Go yeah. for it. Just do it. It's That's such, such a big vote of confidence for that kid. It's good coaching. Such a big vote of confidence. I was not – I was like, are you sure about this, Kyle? And then it went through, and I was like, okay, good he's work. Got it. I mean, he's – I don't I don't. You kind of have to, yeah. Um, the – how do you feel about Shanahan right now? I don't think it's Kyle Shanahan's fault. I don't either. I, 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 I really don't – That's that's the least of their concerns. Yeah, I am a big Shanahan defender. Yes. A lot of people give him a lot of crud. Uh, a lot of people are like, he should be a Nazi. There have been reasons in the past to give him some slack. There have. I, I can't lie that. He struggles on uh, coming from behind. Yeah. But, I I mean, he's done so much for this franchise. Yeah. And I know it's, what what have you done for me now? But, I think, mean. Think about he, what happened before he got there with Jim Tomsula and Chip Kelly. That was barely. 
uh, barely coaching, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, whatever, man. That's, Those, that's, you want to go back to the dark days? We can do that. I don't want to do that. We're not going to do that. I mean, we're in the dark days. <laughs> we're in a dark day. If these I'll are say. the darkest of, if these are it's the not, dark days, and that's actually a pretty good spot to be, considering where they where they used to be, in in the yeah. mid two thousand in two thousand tens. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Listen, yeah. we don't need to talk about those teams. No, we the the fifteen to to nineteen season, that that sucked. That was four years. It felt like twenty for me. <laughs> but I, I mean, positives. Do you have any more positives? Anything? I really don't. I have no more positives. Yeah, I'm, out. I'm like out. Bad. Jalen Moore played well. The left tackle played pretty yeah. well, actually, in filling for Trent. O line was fine, except in the run game, it was okay. McCaffrey seemed to kind of get back into into his stride. And this, I don't think it's a McCaffrey thing, but this is in the, the last three weeks, he's averaging three point, I believe, four yards a carry. Yeah. What happened? The O line. I think it's the yeah. O line struggling. Okay. I think they're struggling to win the line of scrimmage. I think that's yeah. a big issue, and why I need to address that going up to the trade deadline. Well, a big thing for him is the outside sweep runs. Those yes. big, those breakaways, those are what break away. And they're not getting those blocking. They're not yeah. getting the blocks for him to go to the second level. Exactly. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second level blocks will be, well, without Debo, those blo- it's harder. But Ayuk makes a lot of those blocks. Juwan's really there. Ray Ray can do it. Yeah. So, um, man, I there's just so many issues right now. Do you want to, let's get into some trades. Yeah. Potential where do they need to be bolstered? Why do they need to be bolstered there? Who fits in? What yeah. What are you thinking? We're going to do this by, by position. Yeah. I, I have a list of 10 targets I'm going to include in, in, in the article tomorrow, and this competition will be included in that article, so it's hacktownsports.com. What, what position is the most important? In my opinion, for the Niners, I think it's cornerback. Honestly, yep. I think it's cornerback. I'm I'm on your side. Yeah. There needs to be some fear in the secondary. There needs to be to bring someone else in because the combination of, of Mooney Ward— Diamador Lenore and Ambry Thomas, Isaiah Oliver is not getting it done. Clearly, no. not getting it done. They are struggling and getting torched by defenses over and over again. Their secondary is very weak, and it was something last year that was a concern in the playoffs, and it got exposed a couple times on big explosive plays. But because of the front, they were able to limit those. But when the front's not getting home, the, the secondary gets exposed very often. Yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's so frustrating to watch for me that. This elite D line on paper, mm-hmm. not get home and create it's, minimal pressure. Yeah. I mean, you get a veteran guy like like Kirk Cousins. I I mean, I've been saying this every week too. I, I laid it out during the um the uh every week the Stafford with the Rams. Yeah, they got a veteran quarterback who could get it out quick and who knew how to beat uh, a a tough D line mm-hmm. and who who could pick apart our corners. Yeah, and that was the blueprint to beat the Niners. Mm-hmm. Still is, I believe Kirk followed that. Yeah. Well, they they kept kept the D line out of the game for the most part, mm-hmm. and that that's how they did so, it. So yeah, let's talk let's talk cornerback really quick yeah. on some targets. Yeah, there are two options I think that are very realistic for them at cornerback, and that's Kenny Moore Kenny Moore the second from the Indianapolis Colts, and cornerback Jalen Johnson from the from the Chicago Bears. One of them is more likely than the other because I think Kenny Moore is much more attainable than Jalen Johnson, who just got a pick six against the Raiders last game, and is a lot younger. Kenny Moore, though, I think is a great person to have. Leads the NFL in tackles for, at the position with 36 already on the year. Probably one of the best slot corners in the NFL, and that's a position of need for the Niners, a slot corner. Yeah, because some of the best receivers play in slot. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could see it yesterday. The Jordan Addison was all over the field. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't 20, matter. 28 years old, almost 29 uh, I believe on the last year or two of his deal with the Annapolis Colts, a very great locker room guy, teammate, his overall captain of that Colts defense, and they're kind of on a purgatory zone, the Colts. So if you want to throw, I don't know, a third rounder and a six, you could probably get Kenny Moore right now. 
Uh, yeah, I would I would think so, right? Yeah. The Colts are kind of in a really weird spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they don't have their guy, their quarterback, who they want to bring along. And obviously, if he's there, you want him to win, right? Yeah. You 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 want him to win. You yes. want him to learn how to play at the NFL level, all that. But he's but out. Yeah, now you got Gardner Minshew in. Mm-hmm. And he can win you games, right? I mean, you've Sometimes. seen that. Yeah, he sh- they sh- should have won against the Browns. Sure, but they, I mean, they're 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 in limbo, right? As their guy gets healthy, much like the Niners in uh, 2018, yep. where Jimmy goes down and you have a good team, but yep. that turned into Nick Bosa. So, what do you want to do if you're the Colts? Then, do you want to just tank hard, or uh, you know, try to try to get some picks, send your decent guys away. But twenty eight yeah. is older, so I think Chris Ballard would definitely, their GM would definitely look at getting some picks back for their 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 aging veterans because they have a very high cap floor already. And I think if they're not in serious contention, I think trading a guy like Kenny Moore, who is not the same at the same level he was in a couple of years prior, obviously, but he's still really good overall at sixty eight point eight PFF grade, and a guy who would immediately challenge Yamador Lenore for that top for that second spot. As he should. Demo needs some challenge. He Demo does. needs. Uh, he does. Man, he he's not really coming along like like you most Niners fans were hoping. He 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 really is plateaued. He's had moments, but they, they kind of plateaued a little bit too. Yeah, talent talent wise, he it's not he he's not reaching new heights or yeah. anything. He's an okay player, but <laughs> it's not working. If the pass, especially the pass rushers, yeah. Him. I think really, I mean, it's going to stem from coaching adjustment with mm-hmm. the D line. I don't know what. That will entail. Uh, I don't like heavy blitzing. Yeah, it, it doesn't always work. Um, it look at the Giants this year. I mean, the Vikings. I guess it 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 worked out all right for them um, against us. They blitz pretty heavy. I think over fifty yeah. percent or something, something crazy. Through the Vikings? Yeah, they blitz more than that. Yeah, they blitz. Yeah. They blitz like eighty percent the game prior to the Niners. They're mm-hmm. the most heavily blitzed team in the NFL. Like, they blitz the most. Yeah, even more than the Giants do. I. I don't know what the answer is, but the D line needs. So to because be of that, they got to also address the offensive line. I think that's also something yep. they need to add. They need to add some sort of swing tackle or swing guard. Now I have two options for him. We talked about this guy last week, Chris Hubbard, uh, right tackle out of Carolina Panthers, as well as uh, guard Ezra Cleveland out of the Minnesota Vikings, who was hurt actually this game, but he has been very, very good th- this year and a guy who could definitely come in and fill in for I don't know Spencer Burford, you know Colton McKivitz, Aaron Banks if he's banged up. They just need more people. Right? Do you think Minnesota would trade with the 49ers? I do. Yeah. And I think John Lynch talking with Koesi Adolfo Mensa for 20 minutes on the sideline pregame, I think that said a lot. Oh, interesting. Yeah, see, that's that's why I love your insight. This mm-hmm. is why I love being on this show. You got insight. Like, like I, I had no idea. Yeah. I, I had no idea. So, and I can't even pronounce that name. If It, it was, it, so for, first of all, former 49ers executive uh, Kwesi, I should just mention that, was with okay. the Niners for a couple of years. So they have a previous relationship, which obviously has helped in the past. Rand Carthon with the Titans, Amico Ryan with the Houston Texans. Always helps to have friends in the industry. What does that tell you to have a 20-minute conversation with someone prior to kickoff yeah. with the between the executives? That means they're either talking just catching up or they're talking business as well. And I think it was a mixture of both. Yeah. I do think they're looking at the Vikings as, hey, if you guys lose this game, you'll be 2-6 two and, two and six, or 2-5, and five, I should say. Is there an option? Can we can we get one of your guys? Can we get a Daniel Hunter? Can we get all this other stuff? Now it makes it more complicated that they lost to the Vikings and they're now three and four because now they're going to try and win the NFC North. Yeah. So that's why it's going to make it harder to get these trades. So that's why it's a little more unlikely. But if they're going to look at a guy like Ezra Cleveland, who is a guard but was injured last game and should be okay, 
that's still possible because they have a guy in Dalton Reisner who did very, very well in replacement for him. I'm seeing reports. I don't know how true it is, and I'm just saying I'm seeing reports without citing a source here. I see it on Bleacher Report and ESPN and stuff. Uh, the potential of the 49ers adding Devontae Adams. No, star stop, stop this. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think there'd be a reason for that or it's a point to that. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just respectfully. Like, well, what do you send away? Do you send Ayuk? Why would you trade Ayuk? Yeah, I don't. It's I'm, just for Devontae Adams. His but. contract is so massive as it is; it's not yeah. happening. The Niners are not going to trade for massive contracts. They, they need the the, yeah. the cap room they create to roll over to next year to pay other guys. Mm-hmm. They got to pay Town Hall Fungus, so they got to pay Brandon Ayuk next year. There are other players they have to pay. They already have an expensive cap bill. They cannot afford to trade for these guys on multi-year expensive deals. So no blockbusters trade deadline because I I think it's maybe it's tinker moves. Maybe but. maybe one, but like on an expiring deal. Not one that did set up for a big, big, big deal later on because they can't afford to make any more big, big yeah. deals. Yeah. How many more years does Devontae have? I believe like three. Okay. Interesting. I think to, to the two or three. Do you think he's dealt at the deadline at all? No. Yeah, I don't I think don't. so either. I, I think as long as Josh McDaniels is, is in charge, they're not going to do anything. He's in, because he's not that great. Yeah. I, I'm just going to leave it a nice, That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. He's not that great. I have a lot of other things to say yeah. about that, too. we got to go to a break here. Yeah. we got to yeah. go to a break. When we come back, I'll give one more example of a player the Niners can trade for, as well as previewing Week 8 against Cincinnati Bengals at home. Return of the Empire, Sacktown Sports. Welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast with Emil Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. Welcome back. Return of the Empire. It's aggro music day. It's emo time. We're upset. We're mad. Niners dropping another game. What's going on, boys? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. They're uh defensive line. I could say that over and over again. The, the offensive kicker, line, the, the throwing kicking. interceptions, fumbling, coaching, uh, Kirk Cousins. Gut punch time, man. Gut punch. I don't know, dude. I'm upset. That's I'm, why I'm, I'm listening to Holy Wars. <laughs> anyway, Return of the Empire live show during the season. Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield, Kyle Ledbetter is at home, but in the YouTube chat. If you want to watch our pretty faces, uh, Nate make uh, finger guns, apparently. <laughs> I do at, that every week. At the dude. camera. Uh, join the YouTube chat, uh, Sacktown Sports, uh, sacktownsports.com. We're just talking trades because the Niners need to make a move. And we mentioned some on the, on the other side of the break, but I got one more. Okay. One more before we preview this game. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's one that I think they don't need, but everyone keeps talking about this, and it's the pass rush. And it's, do we add another piece to this, this puzzle of pass rush for, for Chris Kasarek? I man, if he's not doing magic with this, what he's got now, it's like, what is more gonna do? You know? I know. It's like just adding another scoop of ice cream to the Sunday. <laughs> you never enough ice finish, cream. Finish, finish what you have right now. Yeah. If you're lactose intolerant. True. Anyway, there are two options. One more realistic than the other one. Obviously, uh, I think one of them is uh, defensive end Montez Sweat. I think Montez Sweat would be a very nice addition yeah. for the Niners, a younger player. Going into the fifth year of his deal last year, so he would be a free agent after this year. Very low cost. You can get him probably from the Washington Commanders because they're not a very good team. You can get him for a pretty good price, maybe a third or fourth round pick. Um, Not much. It wouldn't take much to get him, though, honestly. No, it's hard to argue 
with that, like, even if you brought up, like, Brian Burns or something, just, like, great pass rushers, it's like, yeah, of course I want those guys. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to argue against it. I just don't know what is, like, I, I do think Randy Gregory has been solid for the two weeks he's, he's been he here. He has been. He's been the one I've been seeing get in there and do some damage. Um, <laughs> I don't know if adding another guy will help, even if it is. Monte Sweat, I almost said elite talent. I don't know if he's elite, but he, he's he's a gr- very a good. good pass rusher. He is seventy six point five PFF rate, uh, two forced fumble to decide for second so far in the in the NFL, uh, seven sacks already as well. He's been getting to the quarterback. There, there's a guy you need you need to add as like a rotational guy next to Nick Bosa, obviously Randy Gregory or whatever. Monte Sweat would be a good guy to get. You, you think they can get him for a fourth and a fifth? Is that what you said? I think they can get him for fourth and a fifth. Yeah, I think I think I think the commanders aren't very well run. I feel that that is a is a good trade in in the Niners' favor. I don't know if Washington would do that per se. I feel I feel like they'd be, they'd be asking mm-hmm. for uh, for more. It's uh, of course I would love that trade, but yeah. I, I I just I want to see corner. I, no, I agree. The that's other the I other one see. I was going to throw out was defensive end Daniel Hunter for the Minnesota Vikings, but I think that's kind of blown out the window now. The Vikings have beaten the Niners. Yeah. If the Niners beat the Vikings, I think they can easily trade for Daniel Hunter. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah, isn't it? Are we thinking like GMs or are we thinking like fantasy football GMs? I'm thinking just like in general, like a GM. Look, Chris McCaffrey got traded for a bunch of picks last year. Running back, though. Yeah, but it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 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 It's it's still Christian McCaffrey. Like, it's still a guy. Randy Gregory got traded for a bag of chips. Yeah. And and ever took on all his money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy Gregory. Some, it's about the player, yes, but it's also about the situation. External issues with Randy Gregory mm-hmm. um, that have since been solved. Um, man, it's <laughs> I'm I'm having a hard time today. I really am. I'm, I know. I'm I stumbling over myself. I keep saying, man, uh, and it's making me sick. But I'm just stumped on this team. Yeah. And I'm stumped. It's hard that this is my job now where I have to talk. This is an issue I have. And I talk to my dad and my girlfriend about it. And it's like they lose. And now I got to go into work the next day and talk about how they lose and why they lose and why they're bad. And it makes me so sad. It's so sad. It sucks. I'm such I'm such a fan. I love the Niners so much. I want to see them win a Super Bowl before I die. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you would have getting flat out beat like Kyle Shanahan said. And we have yeah. some audio, actually, uh, from that. Nate, I don't know if you have it. I, I haven't prepped it yet. I'm <laughs> sorry. No worries. No, I'm sorry. We can get to that audio another time. No worries. Um, but before we get to that, we got to preview some Bengals, right? we got to preview Week 8. we got the Niners, after losing these two games on the road, and again, road games are hard to win, but there are other issues at hand. And now the Niners have, before they go into their Week 9 bye, the Cincinnati Bengals at home. This feels so much like the Kansas City Chiefs last year, week seven before the bye, where this could be very bad. This could go very, very badly, or it could be a statement comeback win where they they, they still prove that they are a very talented team. And the Bengals are coming off a bye week of their own. Is that helping them or making it worse, Nate? Uh, Well, for the Browns, it made it worse for the Niners. Yeah, because they had that extra week to prep. They did. Uh, And, you know, and they had P.J. Walker. And I don't know if you know this. Joe Burrow is a lot better than P.J. Walker. Yes. And I'm very, 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 very worried about the Burrow-Chase connection and and how the Niners will defend that. Why? Because he's 7-Eleven always open? Oh, man. It's, uh, is 7-Eleven always open? 7-Eleven is. It's supposed to be always open. Why is it called 7-Eleven? That's a great question. 
YouTube chat. If you know why it's called 7-Eleven, please put it in the chat uh, why it's called 7-Eleven. Anyways. But Jamar Chase is always open. He's been fantastic since he got to the NFL. And they got a lot of other talent. Obviously, Joe Mixon, their running back, their longtime running yeah. back, has been there. T. Higgins is still there. Tyler Boyd is still there. Orlando Browns are left tackle. They got a good right tackle on Jonah Williams. Alex Kappa's there. They got a great pass rush with Trey Hendrickson. Logan Wilson's an underrated linebacker. They're a very complete team. And yeah. Lou Anarumo really calls up the schemes. I'm honestly like, of course I'm scared of uh, uh, Burrow and Chase, but they have a good run game. Joe, Joe Mixon through six games, 366 yards. That's uh, almost four yards per carry. Uh, only only one touchdown this year, but it's uh, well, I guess only one rushing touchdown for their entire team. But I know their run game is better, and that's not that hard when it comes to beating Minnesota's run game. Yeah, I just man, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna stop them if they're gonna play like they did the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We might get Super Niners first five weeks. You might. But it's a bag of tricks right now. You you just don't know what you're going to get right now with this Niners team because the Bengals are not a team you can lay over and roll over on because the Bengals have shown year after year, even though Joe Burrow goes through all these injuries and all these weird procedures, he comes back and comes out stronger. This is a team that went to the, the Super Bowl two years ago. His stats, looking directly at his stats too, they're a little inflated. I guess I'd say deflated because he played – so far, most of the year with a calf strain. Yeah. Seems like that's gone. See, yep. So, like, you look at his stats, seven TDs, four interceptions, right? That's... Pedestrian for him. Pedestrian, but his, his last few games, he's been he's been lights out. I mean, he's been he's back to being Joe Cool. Yeah. He's been sacked 14 times, which has always been a knock on the Bengals, is their, their O-line, mm-hmm. um, which they still haven't fixed. It's not, really. it's, not a, mean, it's not amazing, but they, it's it's probably better than the Niners right now. They brought in uh, Orlando Brown, right, if yes. I'm not mistaken? That was their big offseason mm-hmm. signing, which was a great signing. At the time. But he struggled a little initially. Look, look, this Bengals team is coming up a, a week six win over the Seahawks, 17-13. That's their last game. And it was a close game against Seattle Seahawks. It was tough, but the Bengals hung in there and got and came away with a victory. Now, the stats, didn't. you look at it, they don't they didn't light you up. Joe Burrow was 24 for 35, 185 passing, two TDs, one interception. Mixon Henley had 38 yards rushing. The receivers didn't get that going, but they hung in there. They won a tough game against a NFC West opponent. It's definitely game in the Seattle Seahawks, and that means something. That means something. The Bengals that, yeah. are going to get to now play the Niners, and they look at them and go, hey, this might be the time to catch the Niners. They're, they're really struggling right now. we got to take it to them. You just hope the Niners are playing desperate like the Vikings did. They got to play you, desperate. They got to pull out all the bag of tricks. You know for a fact Debo's not playing. You can expect to see Debo most likely. He has. I don't think we've even mentioned it this you whole want, show. You want to talk about the, the Debo thing? I can yeah, do it. yeah. So, so last week we knew he was injured. We didn't know the extent. Hairline. So, from what I understand, I watched uh, my guy Lombardi, who I mention every week, David Lombardi, from the Athletic. He mentioned that Debo Samuel was going through pain. Mm-hmm. All week they got he got a CAT scan he got an MRI, they didn't find anything but he was still hurting so he's like all right what what's up with this so so they recommend he get uh got an X ray I believe he got he's a, he had an X ray had a, had a, had an MRI oh they, I got him mixed they, up he did yes you okay were close though yeah and then he got a CAT then scan. he got a CT scan okay which is a 3D image of the the joints and the bone excuse me in the body uh-huh. and it shows kind of where the, the specific injuries are within the body and kind of ligaments and stuff. And that revealed the hairline fracture in his shoulder. Yeah, so hairline fracture, which is 
you know, not not a big deal. It 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 happens. The the expectation for him, I guess, right now is to be back week ten after the yeah. week nine bye. So that's three and a half weeks off for Debo. Yeah. Uh, if you include practice, <laughs> great. Get him back. Get him back. Get him healthy. Yes. Health has always been the issue with this team. But what? But what if it's longer than the week nine bye? They're not putting him on IR yet. But what if it is? I don't know. It's a hairline shoulder fracture. You don't know what can happen with that. It's a small fracture, yes, but it's still something that has to heal. And usually, fracture takes six weeks to heal. I, I think we're gonna find out. Something's gonna happen at the trade deadline. Something's gonna yeah. happen. I think. I don't know. I think we might be surprised because we're talking I'm, about Debo. We're talking about receiver. I've been waiting for it. I, I, man. So you know what's cool is that our show. One week from today, we'll be live on this show on Halloween. After the trade deadline. On Tuesday, right after the trade. What time is the deadline? Three? Our time? Or is it 12 uh, our time? I think it's, it's, I think it's 4 o'clock Eastern. Okay. So 1 o'clock, I think. So 1 o'clock. Okay, cool. So we'll we'll be able to dissect it and kind of talk yeah. about it and figure it out. But we'll be doing, that'll be a very spooky episode. Ooh. That'll be the scariest episode. Especially if the Niners lose. Oh my gosh, don't get me started. I might be a ghost by then. I might be a ghost by then. Yeah, yeah. Look, this Niners team, we're talking all doom and gloom, right? What if they just revert back to their, their their normal state? What if they just revert back to what they were the first five weeks of the season? And they, they come out and they kick ass against the Bengals. Is that possible? No, it's possible. It's possible, but I I mean, it even could happen. I, I don't even think I'd be shocked if that happened. I would just be disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And that's because they are now... Tied with the Lions. They are not number one anymore like the stupid Eagles are. So they, they've they really kind of screwed themselves when it comes to uh, their position in, in, in the standings, which is important when you're a quote-unquote superpower team, which they were for the first five weeks. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm super, man, just distraught about these last two games. I just don't know where to go with it. And you just you can't feel confident against anyone right now because no. they don't they don't look like the same team. And the Bengals, they, they they steadily get better as the year goes on. Now, I do think that Kyle Shanahan has a number on Zach Taylor. I, I I do I do think that he's able to scheme against it because they're under that same kind of branch, under that same mold of coaching staff, and he's been able to have success over his predecessors beforehand. But the Bengals, you just look at it like a talent on talent like matchup. It's the best one yet for the Niners. It's the toughest test besides Dallas. I mean, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, those are those are great They're receivers. They're going to throw across the yard. Yeah, those are great receivers. It's dude, like even Irv Smith, their tight end. I don't know. I just um oh, Yeah, Pike, yeah, we got Pike mentioning those multi-interception games. I don't think any of those were uh recent though, were they? Those were during the injury. I believe so. And he hasn't looked amazing like he, he still struggled a little bit against the Seahawks but I do think he's much more healed up he's much more mobile than he was the first few weeks of the season I think that really helps uh he has not had any multi interception games this year but he has thrown an interception in every single game except for Tennessee which was a big loss for them yes uh that was I think maybe the peak of his injury well I, it's it's hard to tell but they uh oh man I just I'm not looking forward to the Niners playing them I'm not coming off a bye. They're going to be healthy. It's it's gonna, oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna. Hopefully, they they can just bounce but, back. But here's the thing: they need this win so bad. They need this win so bad, and that's what you 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 didn't want it to come to this because no. going into the bye week, you you're like, okay, six and two, you know, you know, seven and one. That's fine, whatever. 
but now they have a risk of going 5-3 and three into the bye week after starting 5-0 and oh in the season. That'd be a nightmare situation for them going into the bye week. No, and before the season, me and you talked about, like, all right, Brock will probably be out the first four games, right? And if they can go 2-2 two and two in that stretch, you know, maybe beat the Rams in that stretch— That'll be good, and then you know by the, by the bye week maybe they'll be five and three, and that that would be awesome. Expectations change. Yeah. This was the Kings last year. Expectations change. change. Kings' expectations were, I don't know what they were last year. They were there were hopes more than expectations. Hey, can we make the play in tournament? Yeah, play in. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, oh, can we get the number one seat? Oh, just expectations <laughs> change. Can we win the Western Conference Finals? That's, yeah, I seriously. Swear. So, Niners. <laughs> Just, I'm so disappointed and sad in the way they've been playing. I didn't know if you if you knew that. I haven't mentioned that seven thousand times, times this show, but it, it's going to be a, another tough one yeah. for 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 it the is. Niners this week. Do you have a? Uh, let's. I guess we just do our predictions. Let's huh? wrap let's wrap it up. Yeah, we got about a minute and a half. This is the first time all season. Okay, jot it down that I am picking the Niners to lose a game. They will lose this game to the Cincinnati Bengals at home. They will lose it 35-24. to 24. Okay, I'm staying positive. Niners, 32, Bengals, 26. Close game, but they, they can scoring. win it. Yeah, high-scoring game, yes. I do think their offense is going to have to step up and, and, win, and win this game. Because I think the defense is still going to struggle a little bit, and Joe Burrow is going to have a good game. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't even know where, who could... Everyone needs to step up. They all have to. I need to see Jake Moody make field goals. <laughs> he made one. I know. I need. I can't see him miss. I'm, I'm so sick of seeing him missing. It's only been two weeks but in the preseason, but that is not good. No. It's not good for – oh, I mean, it's good for my sticky note bet, but I didn't want that sticky note to no. be right. No. No. We didn't even talk about kickers. Is there a kicker out there you'd want to, like, sign right now? Like – is, is you call not Rob- that I know. You calling Robbie? Where's Zane Gonzalez at? Is Zane healthy again? Uh, that's true. Yeah. Well, let, let I gotta try to stay positive. We're gonna try and stay positive. I gotta try and stay, but we we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate the YouTube chat. Mm-hmm. I know I yelled. I'm sorry. Sorry if I yelled. <laughs> yeah, we both yelled. Yeah, got a, both got emotional. Um, you know. But yeah. It's my therapy, guys, and unfortunately, <laughs> you have to listen. So you do. Yes. Uh, Return to the Empire. We'll be back next week, same time, Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. As well as check out this weekend, new show, the True Sports Card Show with me, uh, as well as Emran Pilati at True Sports Cards and Collectibles. We're starting that next, this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., so tune in for that. Nate, as well, I believe, is going to be doing the board on that. On that I break. am, yes. So Nate will be there as well for that. But uh, until then, until next week, Return to the Empire. Go Niners. Hope for a win. You never know, though. We'll be back next week, though, to talk about it. I'm Milford Goso, Nate Littlefield. See ya.